What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Hello, good human on the planet, and here she is. Thank you so much for being here, Dawn. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you for making a wonderful place to celebrate goodness. Yes. Oh, I love celebrating goodness. (laughs) Some good stuff. I like really talking about, you know, just things in life and things that are that are challenging us, but how we can overcome those challenges, because I just think God is great and big and bigger than our issues, bigger than our problems. And so I we you know, I bring people on here that is going to help inspire us and grow us. So Dr. Dawn. I love to start with the question about who are you? And I'm pretty sure you've gotten this question before. Um, So who are you, Dr. Dawn? Oh, wow. Well, I am so thankful and grateful to be a love letter to people. I truly, deeply believe that God gives every person, I mean, just every person in the whole wide world, something to do, some talent, some gift, some personality trait, something that shows the world through them how good God is and how much God loves the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I see my calling to love God and love people, to be a love letter that simply says, you are loved, you are cherished, you are valued. And sometimes that love letter looks like a song that I sing. Maybe it's the podcast, Conversations with Don Karima. Maybe it's the books I've written. I've got a, a brand new one, Mother of Nations, out now. Nice. And uh, maybe it's the conversation I have with someone, just my time and theirs. But it could be the art. It could be the culture. It could be anything that God has given me that he can use as a message that says to everyone, you are loved. Mm. Mm. That's really, really beautiful. And you know, and as you're thinking, as you're thinking, as you're speaking, I'm thinking because I, my brain is always on this very curious, um, you know, curious standpoint. I'm always looking at life and trying to see what beauty there is and also the challenges there is and how we can, you know, overcome these challenges. And I believe that God is definitely about love and um, loving us. And so I'm going to ask you uh, maybe a more of a philosophical question, if you will. So um, (laughs) why do you think that most or not most, that's not the right, that's not the right word, but why do you think that some, some people um, take what could be theirs as a love and a love affair uh, with God, you know, or love affair with life and um, go a different direction. Maybe not spread the love in the world. Maybe they're spreading more hate or more, you know, um, uh, negativity or, you know, do, do, do you, does my question make sense? Love is a decision. My granddaddy used to say that love has arms and legs. And so love is a verb. It's an action word. Yeah, yeah. And so I think so often we have um, great love, the capacity for great love within us. And we're all made to love and be loved. 
but there are counterfeits. Mm. You know, there are counterfeits. People may feel accepted for being negative or part of a negative group. And that they think feels like love, but they have no idea how that would really compare to the love of God. Right. So often I think we're settling. We're settling for so much less than what God has for us. He wants mm-hmm. us to be loved and he wants us to be loved and he wants us to love others and he wants to love on us. And we are settling for just feeling like one of the guys <laughs> or fitting in at work mm-hmm. or trying to participate in a certain political party or trying to be part of a, a certain kind of thinking on social media. When in reality, God has so much more for us that outshines anything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really, that's really a fantastic answer and very true, isn't it? I think we all like spend, you know, we have decisions to make daily, right? Uh, Decisions to get up that day with gratitude, decisions to get up with treating people with honor and dignity and respect the way you want to be treated. And that is true. That is a very, uh, that's a very good answer because I love that love has arms and legs. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful because that means that the arms and legs move. That means you can go and really spread what is love, right? So that's fantastic. So do you feel like that's really your message to the world, just spreading this love and joy through everything that you do? Because I know you do a lot of music and you know, your author, I know you spoke about that in the beginning. Is that what you're called to do? Do you think that's something you've been called to do since you were young or something you found through adversity or where did that come from? I absolutely believe that love is my superpower. We all have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just happens to be mine. And so it ha- it comes in different forms, right? Sometimes it is musical. Sometimes it is the written word. Sometimes it's the spoken word. Sometimes it's just presence. Mm. But I truly feel that that's my calling. And I have felt that way all of my life. You oh, know, um, I started in the arts as a child and started performing, started writing, being published as a little girl. And so I have always felt that these things were gifts from God. You know, there, there are talents, there are talents. People have talents and they perfect them and they practice and they work on them and that's wonderful. And then there are just gifts. Yeah. God gives gifts. And that could be anything from the way that you look to something in your personality that helps you open doors and achieve goals. It could be, you know, and I always have felt that the, the voice God gave me, the words God gives me, the abilities God has given me, that is all a gift. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing about a gift is it makes you grateful. I mean, I don't know. I hope none of us are so ungrateful that when someone gives us a gift, we're rude and hateful about it. But right. the thing that happens with almost every gift, good gift, is that you feel grateful. You know that the person didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do it, but they did. They thought of you. They cared about you. And that's how my gifts feel to me. How wonderful, mm-hmm. how, how marvelous that God loved me enough to give me these gifts that then mm-hmm. I can share other people and help them on their journey. And gratitude is the only attitude worth having. 
Oh, I love that. It's so true. Yeah. I, I, my whole life changed when my attitude became gratitude. It, that's an absolute truth. Yeah. You know, I was as you're speaking and about your beautiful gift, I, I thought about this testimony I, I saw many, many years ago where this piano player, I don't know if you've heard it, but this piano player um, was a phenomenal piano player. And he he said, what would it feel like, God, if I didn't have your gifting, your grace? Mm. And he walked out to the stage for this big concert he was having and literally could not lift his arms to play. Mm. Literally could not lift his arms to play. And he said, I sat there in, in awe. And then he, he realized God was giving the, him the answer to yeah. the question he just asked. Um, and I thought that was so powerful because then he said he repented and said, Lord, I would never want to live without your gift. That's without right. your love for me. And like it, he said, he was on stage for quite some time. And then he finally, when he prayed that was able to go ahead and start playing. And he said, never again will I question God about what it would feel like without his gift. And I think, uh, you know, Dawn, that we should live our lives like that. Like mm -hmm. getting up every day, realizing we have a gift. And yeah. even if that gift is breathing, you have been gifted with breath and not everybody was today. Some people went home to be with the Lord or have left the planet. And I feel like we should be grateful even for that or not even for, cause that's a huge thing, but yeah. even for like the breathing, the, the seeing, the walking, the fact that me and you are having a phenomenal conversation, like these things are important to me. Right. I always think about the person I'm speaking to at that moment is so important to me because we're mm -hmm. not talking tomorrow. That's I'm not right. even promised next week or later, right? So mm -hmm. tell me, Dr. Dawn, how do you get through tough times? How do you get through the times when maybe you don't feel so loving, right? Because we're human. So you're going to go through times where you're maybe, you know, hit with something a little bit difficult to manage or handle or something hurtful that's been done to you. So what, what's your what's your realm of, have, of dealing with that? How do you deal with that? Well, my granddaddy used to say, if your faith don't work, try faithfulness. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, if you depend on feelings, oh my goodness, your life is mm -hmm. going to be very chaotic. You know mm -hmm. I, mean? mm -hmm. I feel like eating this whole chocolate cake. I feel like going on. I feel like going here. I feel like doing this. And I mean, feelings, you could end up with a yeah. very interesting yeah. life when your feelings. Yeah. Now, God gave us our feelings. He wants us to feel. He wants us to enjoy this life. He wants us to feel. He does. But he wants all of that to be submitted to him. Right. And right. one of the best ways to do that is faithfulness. See, sometimes it's just a matter of, I said I would, so I will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's no more spiritual than this needs to be done. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. If you wait till you feel like washing dishes, what will your kitchen look like? Right. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. and that's in my case. But faithfulness <laughs> says, faithfulness right. says, I'm going to wash these dishes because they need washing. Right, right, right. And then the reward for that, believe it or not, a lot of times a faithful man will abound with blessings. So mm -hmm. half of my success in my life, honestly, has been because I showed up. I was in the right place at the right time. I had a right heart about things. So many times I didn't go to be on the program at a conference. I just went to sit in the back and learn from people. Mm -hmm. And someone spotted me and said, oh, look who's here. Come up and or we're missing a speaker. Can you fill in? Um, so many opportunities have come to me Wonderful. because I was, in the, I was in the room. But whether I felt, it felt like it or not, 
Faithfulness is really, oh, it's a hidden gem. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, people always ask me like, you know, what person should I hire? Who should I marry? What should I do? And my answer is faithful ones. Because <laughs> you, te- you can teach skills. You can send somebody to continuing ed and figure it out from there. But if they're faithful, right, oh, right. you know, what people right. should you be friends with? The people who call you back. The people right. Who- Right. The people who remember your birthday, the people who love you, the people who care about you. Let's stop chasing unavailable people and let's start being grateful for the faithful, steadfast people. And faithfulness isn't perfect. Hmm. Sometimes you show up and maybe there are 10 people who would do this better than you would, but they didn't come. They didn't feel like it. So you're there and you do the very best you can. And God puts his super on your natural. Right, 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 right. And then amazing things happen. Divine connections, divine favor. Um, and I, I, I feel like there are people too who faithfulness is so underrated. Mm. And we need to remember that humility comes before honor. So sometimes mm-hmm. faithfulness means you don't play first string in the game. Sometimes faithfulness means you keep coming if they never call your name to sing a solo mm-hmm. in the choir. Mm-hmm. Sometimes faithfulness, people may never recognize and celebrate what you do. Mm-hmm. But God has a book of remembrance. And he, he knows exactly when you had a willing heart. He knows when you came, when you didn't feel like it. He knows when you stayed up late and went, you know, or got up early. He knows. And he may not settle up every every Friday night, but he does settle up. And so a faithful man abounds with blessing. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Let me ask you this. How do you stay in that realm of faithfulness and humbleness with it, with all of the amazing opportunities and awards that you've gotten in your life? Um, how, how do you check yourself, I guess is the question, right? Because we always have to do that. I think we always have to do that, right? When you're, when you're someone who is like you and has these, um, you know, global award-winning, um, you know, uh, things in your life and you're an author and a speaker and all these beautiful things happening to you. So how do you, how do you check you? How do you know to keep yourself humble? <laughs> I know me. <laughs> Right. I mean, I know right. myself. Right. I know that I can't even walk without God holding my hand. Mm-hmm. I know that if I can't even read music. And so the fact that songs that I've written and, and projects that I sing on are winning awards, that has to be God. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I love the idea. It's not so much that um, we're supposed to have false humility where people that right. oh, I'm terrible. I have no talent at all. We know you do. Stop it. You do. Right. But what what helps me a great deal is to give every accomplishment back to God. Mm -hmm. You know, thank God for this award. Um, Not, you know, and, and never think of it as mine. Think of it as God sharing something with me, allowing me to partner with him to create something that people really like. And here's the thing, (laughs) without him, right? I mean, without him, we can do nothing. That's it. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And so I think that helps a great deal. It's just, I mean, I I am just absolutely amazed that people like what I do. 
Um, because basically I follow God around and he makes me look way better than I actually am <laughs> and uh, sound better. And, you know, I wrote it down and, you know, he gave it to me. I wrote it down and people were like, this is marvelous. And I'm like, well, wow, really? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. great good. And I know where it all comes from. Mm -hmm. I don't have the luxury of thinking I got this. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. I got it from here. No, yeah. I do not have it from here. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know, because we're human, right? And I think we have to keep ourselves in that place where we understand where it's coming from and who our source really, really is. And the reason I say that is because I have, you know, had people that I've encountered in the past who were one way when I first met them and completely transformed as they've gotten success in their life. And I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's just slowly happens and you don't even realize that it's happening to you, right? Where you're no longer... You're no longer um, humble, but you're a little bit more prideful. You're more rude. You're more short. And you're just like, wow, that's so not you, you know, or wasn't you. Um, you know, there's a saying, I forget how it goes completely, but they're like, you know, um, rich people are mean. It's just that the money exposed the way they were already in their heart, you know? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's interesting, right? And as we start to grow in our lives and become a little bit more financially wealthy and whatever, we have to keep ourselves in check especially when we're children of God. Um, you know, so I'm glad that I'm glad you do that. I'm glad you said that. And I'm also, um, you know, really grateful that my listeners are listening to that, that it is, it is really key from what I'm getting from what you're saying that you realize that you're partnering with God, yes. that it's not just you doing something, you know, um, or God coming down here to do it for you, but that you are partnering with God. And that's super powerful. Um, is that what you, when you're, do, when you're doing your music and your book, cause I was reading a little bit about your book being about self-help, right? I do um, have a self-help book. Yeah. Um, yeah. This new one is my first poetry book. Um, I have two oh. novels out, The Way We Make Sense and The Marriage of Saints. And then this is my newest book, Mother of Nations and it's poetry. And then I do have a self-help book about what to do if you don't know what to do. <laughs> and so I've had a lot of fun Wonderful. with those things. Yeah. So, so the new book is, um, is your art in that form and in, in poetry form. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, how wonderful was that? Was that like releasing to you? I'm sure that was really beautiful for you to write. I enjoyed it so much for so many reasons. Um, my previous books, The Marriage of Saints is part of the American Indian Studies series at the University of Oklahoma. Um, wow. My first novel, The Way We Make Sense, was a Native American first book award honoree, one of the runners up. And so I have enjoyed writing fiction and I've had very good critical success for my fiction and I appreciate that. But this book, Mother of Nations, which comes from Uttered Chaos Press, is you can find it on Amazon or you can go directly to the press. But it is different because many of these poems came to me fully formed. I dreamed them, woke up, wrote them down. Wow. Many of them then became song lyrics as well. And I think about this particular project really passionately because um, I was praying and asking God to give me a family. And doctors told us that I would probably never have any children. And I threw myself into helping to raise my nephews and foster mom and uh, team mom for sports. And I had birthday parties and uh, get togethers. And I was the cool aunt. Right? right. And all that. But deep down inside, what I really wanted was my family. Mm 
my dream of being a mother. Uh, we're matrilineal and, and uh, matriarchs are very important in our culture. And I wanted to join the matriarchs. I would see them process in and their beautiful regalia at stomp dance and ceremonies. And I would see them, you know, the, the grandmothers and the mothers, they sit mm -hmm. like queens. And it was like so far away. I had everything else, degrees and awards and accolades and all kinds of things, but not the one thing I really wanted. Right, right. And so I wrote this book as a prayer. I was uh, at our new year, which is called Green Corn, and one of our great elders called me aside and changed my name. Changed my, my mm. name, traditional name, and to Mother of Nations. And for several years, I went around and whenever somebody asked me at our cultural events what my name was, I had to say Mother of Nations. And I was <laughs> no one's mother at all. Oh, I love it. And I wrote this book as a, a prayer. I wrote these poems. What would I say if I if I was someone's mother? What would I want to tell them about our culture and traditions? Wow. If I, when I had a family, how would I want them to remember me? And these poems began to come to me, some of them fully formed in dreams. Some of them would just be inspired. I'd be sitting in the pew at church and all of a sudden have to scri uh, scribble it on the back of the bulletin because it was coming so fast and I knew how it should go. And long story short, of course it has a happy ending. Uh, a book, and we have a beautiful baby boy. He's a toddler. Oh. And oh, God honored us, and he blessed us. But this was prayer. This is absolutely a prayer. This was just, oh, okay, cry my eyes out in the car. Let me write this poem down. Uh, oh. Let me praise, praise and worship time during church. Let me write this poem down. Woke up, it's 4 a.m. The light is streaming through the wind. Write this poem down. And so um, this book is really precious to me because, I mean, I dedicated it to a child I didn't have yet. Right. I, I wrote it, even put myself as someone's mother. Uh, Keith Jim of the Navajo Nation drew me as someone's mother on the cover with sons. And I didn't have any at that point. Give me chills. I got my hair is all standing up. It's so and beautiful. Now, and so God gave us a fantastic uh, he's a toddler now, but he's a he's a fantastic child. And I don't usually discuss my family publicly because they are not part. They didn't volunteer to be in the public eye. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> but I wanted to share that testimony about why this book is so precious yeah, to me. Yeah. Every time it was a monument. It was a monument. I believe it. I believe it so much that I put it out there. A book called Mother of Nations. You're going to I know you're going to answer me, Lord. I know that you're going to make me a mother. I know you're going to give me a family. Someday I'm going to be a grandmother. Mm -hmm. And everyone who ever sees this book is going to see that God answers prayers. Mm -hmm. That God does say yes, even when doctors say no. God does, does absolutely want to grant us the desires of our hearts, the good desires that he put there. And so I hope that everyone who reads this book will think this is a lovely book and I really enjoy it. But most of all, they will know that we have a creator, a faithful creator who loves us so much mm -hmm. that he will do miracles. He will shower yeah. blessings. He will do whatever it takes in your particular situation to come and save you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when people say that they have a hard time believing 
asking for a miracle. I had to have one and I have one. Every time I get called mama, it is the best thing in the whole wide world. I mean, absolutely. But yeah. if you if you need a miracle right now in your business, in your home, in your family, I think we have a myth of scarcity. We have a myth that God is hard to get along with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to twist his arm. We should probably crawl on some broken glass. We ought to probably starve and fast and pray. And you should do these things. You should not crawl on broken glass. <laughs> I got you. Pray. You should pray. Right. We want you to fast. Right. We want you to. But God's not hard to get along with. The very no, thing he, no, he, he you want most, the desire of your heart, guess who wants that for you? Yeah. I, and do, I, so do believe that. I really want your your friend, our friends who are listening us today, that if you need a miracle, you're already qualified. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, already yeah, that's so beautiful, Dawn. It also makes me, you know, want to to say something that, you know, God put in my heart a long time ago, too, is that sometimes just because the answer is no, like say he does say no, it's not because it's against you. It's actually for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, instead of people saying, oh, well, I've been praying for it. It never happened. Well, why don't you thank God? Because he knows exactly why he does what he does. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he's just a good God. I, my husband in 2002, talk about miracles. Uh, they gave him a year to live for a tumor in his brain. It was inoperable. And uh, we prayed on it and prayed on it and prayed on it. And I just trusted God. I just, I just did. There was no option. It was God and God alone. And it's now 2022 and he's still here. So, and the tumor's completely gone and erased and they can't even find it. So 20 years yeah. and in a year after this happened to him, he was, he, the doctor didn't know what to say. Right. Because they only give them a year to live. So miracles do happen. And a lot of times I think we think of life, um, these things that happen in our lives. This is the miracle. But the miracle of life is a miracle. And, right. you know, having that relationship with a God that, you know, died for you is a miracle. Is. And, um, so, you know, so I think. I think all of it is just so beautiful, Dawn. And I love that you're spreading these beautiful words through your music, through your book. Congratulations on your baby boy. I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. And boys are the best. I have three of them. Oh, um, yeah. and, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, you're doing um, amazing and important work and just being, you know, being out here, inspiring people the way you are and, and knowing that God has your back is going to inspire someone listening to this, to this uh, podcast, yeah. yeah, you know, because I know that they, there's a lot of people struggling with a lot of things right now. And Dawn, mm -hmm. from what I'm getting of your message, mm -hmm. love God, trust God, mm -hmm. and know that He's working with mm -hmm. you. He's working with you, not against you, mm -hmm. right? Mm, so good. One of the things I think happens so often in our lives is we become disappointed. Yeah because we don't know what a miracle looks like. Right. We don't know that it all is part of the miracle. Right. And sometimes the very thing that we think is the devastating, most awful, terrible thing that's happening to us, there are miracles folded into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the greatest miracle is that God is with you and he is for you. Mm-hmm. 
even when it looks good, even when it doesn't. I just released a new single recently, the Southern Gospel classic, God of the, God on the Mountain. And it's on iHeart and Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Music, YouTube Music. We even have a YouTube video. But this song is such a timely song for so many of us because the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. Mm -hmm. um, when things go wrong, he'll make them right. The God of the mountain is still God in the valley. And the God of the day is still God in the night. I love it. And I feel that so often we don't know what a miracle really looks like. And right. so we miss our miracles. And one of the greatest prayers God taught me to pray was, Lord, don't let me miss my miracle because I do not recognize or like the package it comes in. Ooh, Dawn, wait a minute now. Can you say that again? <laughs> Lord, don't let me miss my miracle because I don't like or recognize the package in which it comes. <laughs> so good. Girl, you know what that is? That's this, isn't it? <laughs> you walk off the stage right now. Just interviews done. <laughs> that is so good. And I thank the Lord so for good. that. And the second great prayer that he taught me to pray along with that is this. No matter what heartbreak or disappointment and tragedy comes, please don't let me fall out with you, Lord. Mm. Don't let me get mad mm. and stay mad and mm. let go of mm. you, Lord, because you're the only one that can help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so often in those horrible, tragic times, I've had to say, okay, I don't understand it, nor do I like it, but please hold on to me. Yes. Please don't let me fall out with you because you're the only hope I mm -hmm, have. Mm -hmm. You're the only way I'm going to make it. Oh, I so love you. I love you so much. And I love this conversation. I love everything about you, Dawn. You have a fan. I am definitely a fan. Um, and I know that, you know, people who are listening, this just been such a phenomenal conversation. And it's one of those conversations that I carry in my heart because mm -hmm. I know that what you're doing out there is impacting people in a beautiful way. And when you have God at the forefront of anything it yes. is going to be a yes. phenomenal thing for humans. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here thank on the you. show. And, and, know. um, you know, I know that you're out in the mountains somewhere. And so <laughs> the internet can be cray cray, but I'm really, really thankful and grateful for you, Dawn. And I really want you to, um, tell my mm -hmm. audience where they can follow you, where they can, you know, support you by your uh, music, by your books, things like that, please. Mado, thank you so much for having me and having this conversation with me. How how wonderful that you are in this world doing these great things thank and you, you will succeed in them all. To our friends who are listening, oh, I would love it if you would listen to my podcast, Conversations with Don Karima. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TalkTainmentRadio.com, and we air on RevelationRadio.net on nice. Thursdays at 11 Central Time. And I, I'm sorry, 11 Eastern Time, 10 uh, Central. And we absolutely love, love to hear from you. So please listen to the podcast. The music is everywhere there is music. The Desire of Nations is my Native American Music Award winning project. And it also won a Global Music Award. The Stars of Heaven 
Oh my goodness, you'll love it. Global Music Award winner and Indigenous Music Award nominee. Uh, we have social media, Don Karima and Wells of Victory Inc. Our, uh, that's our Facebook fan page. I'm on mm -hmm. Twitter as Mother of Nations, Don Karima. Don Karima on Instagram. We love to hear from you. Yes, blessed by you. So, you know, it would be such an honor. The book, the brand new book, uh, all profit, all of the things that we do, the profits go to charity to help us do more things. Mm -hmm. So anytime that you support what I'm doing, it helps me to do more and help more people. The new book is called Mother of Nations. It's from Uttered Chaos Press. You can get it off Amazon and it's also available at utteredchaos.org. And I am just thrilled anytime that someone likes what I do and supports me as I do it. And so that's why it's such an honor to be here with you today. And I appreciate your trust in bringing me to this platform and to our friends who follow you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, guys, I know you're in love, right? I know. I know. <laughs> so just make sure that you follow Dr. Dawn, Dr. Dawn Karima. I'm going to make sure to link all of her information below so that you can follow her and support her, listen to her music. Because right after we're done with our little interview here, you know, I'm going to go. You got, I'm going to do all of that. Oh, all right. Because I want to, I just want, I just, I want more of you. I want more of you, Dr. Karima. So That's I will sweet. be making, I'll be making that happen. So thank you for being here and thank you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W-I-N jectcom slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time.